but I had to find that white space again. So I really scaled back over the summer, but it, it didn't help. So in August, I still couldn't find the joy or in stuff that I loved, right? Like I was hiking, I was cycling, I was playing with the kids, I was baking because like I said, I really love the baking, but I couldn't find the spark. I missed my spark. I couldn't find my spark. And I'm a very energetic person. And in the end, I went to my doctor and I was, I went to a therapist as well to talk it through and get some support. And in the end, I did go to a doctor and I went on a six month course of some anti-anxieties and that brought me back to myself. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Last week, I sat down with Jennifer Hargraves, the founder of Talent, and we talked all about women and work and how everything was really starting to shift for women in the workplace pre-pandemic. And then obviously the pandemic has kind of changed that evolution, but what women want from their work and talking about that conversation is something I want to do a lot more of in the second half of 2022. I loved the episode and there was so much more conversation that Jenny and I had. And so what I did was I broke that conversation up into two episodes of the podcast. And today you're going to hear the second half of that conversation. We're going to talk about giving yourself permission to change your mind, (laughs) letting yourself, you know, lean into things that you might not have expected to come up for you. Maybe Maybe the pandemic really shook things up for you and you're feeling off and maybe you need to learn to sort of like listen and lean in to those intuitive whispers, right? And I've been talking about that, obviously, in my latest book. I've been talking about that on Instagram, if you're following there at Kirsty Stubbs. And now I want to have that conversation with Jenny and she's got a great example of how she gave herself permission to change her mind. We're also going to talk about mental health and some of the learnings that she had in the last couple of years around how she can support her mental health. And it was not what she expected. Things went very differently than she expected, but there's so much learning and so much compassion that she gave herself when things went differently than she expected. And so that is what this conversation is all about. So last week's conversation, if you haven't listened to it, it was very professional. We talked about all the great things that she's doing with her business at Talent and also in the beautiful propeller experience program that she's created for women to really find out what they want next in their career and business, gaining that clarity, and then also gaining a beautiful community of other women to connect to. So go ahead and go back to last week and listen if you haven't already. And then this week's episode, we're going to dig into more of the personal things that go into building a business and being a mom and raising a family I hope that you love this conversation as much as I did. 
please tag Jenny at We Are Talent and tag me too from wherever you're listening and whatever your takeaways are. We'd love to hear from you. If you can, take a second and leave us a review. It helps the podcast so much and I really appreciate all of your support. So tell us, you've moved out of the city so that already like you're on this ski hill more. (laughs) I'm sure that brings a lot of inspiration, but what else? Tell us, give us permission. (laughs) Well, first of all, I just want to say, I talked about going to the bakery before and creating an aiming point or an ultimate goal. So your aiming point doesn't have to be a big career move. It doesn't have to be the corner office. Your aiming point can be your mental health. Your aiming point can be how you want to feel every day, right? So for some of the women going through our program, their aiming point is to create space. That is their goal right now. So I just want to put that out there too. When when talking about goals, you know, there's this pressure to feel like your goal has to be the corner office or a mansion or a trip all-inclusive around the world, right? It doesn't have to be that. It can be that if that's what you want. That's phenomenal. I love that you called that out. That's so good. Yeah, but it, it can also be how you feel. And for me, it's always been my aiming point and my goal has always been about how I feel. And I am a builder. I love innovation. I love brainstorming. I love networking. And then I love to build it. And so last year, and I run my own business and my husband is primary income earner. I have two kids. They're the same age as Kirstie's. So they are seven and eight, no, seven and nine now, seven and nine where the pandemic hit and we were homeschooling. It fell down to me. So my business went on the back burner. And I had to look after the children because if we were going to prioritize a career, it had to be the one that paid the bills. So we prioritized my husband's career. After about three months, we decided it wasn't working. And by we, I mean I. I was like, this is enough. I can't keep doing this. And I have, what I do is important. But it took me really standing up for myself saying, what I do is very important. And so we managed between us to redistribute the load at home. In having these conversations with school not going back, we decided to bring the kids up here. We're in Thornbury, which is just outside of Collingwood. And up here, if schools get closed, at least I can do things that fill my cup and bring me joy. So that is hiking because they're not going to shut down the Bruce Trails again, right? So I can hike. I can get them outside. My sister's up here. We can go skiing. So there was so much more for us to do over the course of the school year if school got canceled because in Toronto... All the things we love to do in the city. And we we love the city. I love the city. It wasn't that I hated the city, but all of a sudden we couldn't do all the things that we love to do in the city. So with the schools canceled, I found it very stressful because I am a doer. I need to be outside. I need to be doing things. And I just, there was nothing for me to do with the kids. So we moved up here in, at the end of 2021, all of that went really well. I pitched this idea because all the women in my community were going through basically the gendered impact of the, the pandemic, which is they were stepping back from the career, suffering burnout, taking on childcare responsibilities, their careers or industries were being shut down. So they were having to transition. And I pitched this idea of the propeller experience to Randstad. So they said yes, which was great. But all of a sudden I had to build a program in three months, like cashing that check that they gave me was like, oh my gosh, now I have to actually do it. Mm-hmm. 
because I had this big idea and it was so great. And I, I sold the idea, but then I had to do the work. And as soon as I announced, as soon as I got the check and cashed it, they announced school closures again. So I had to now build this program with my kids at home. I'm still the primary caregiver, even though it was more balanced and my whole team had their kids at home as well. So it wasn't just me being a working parent working on this project. It was also them. So we built this pro- program and it was phenomenal. And then my husband's mother got very sick and she lives overseas. So she, he had to leave for six weeks. So now I'm single parenting during a pandemic with the kids in lockdown, building this program that I'm so passionate about that meant so much to me because always I ask myself, what do I want? Always, no matter what. And I ask myself, what do I want? And do I want to give the check back? Do I want to push out the deadline? Do I want to give this project to somebody else? And no, I wanted to bring this pro. I wanted this. I wanted it so bad. But that took its toll on me. And by May, I burnt out completely. And I had no white space. And even with all of my mindset tricks, and I have a lot of tools in my toolbox, I wasn't able to pull myself up and pull myself out and find the joy in doing the things that I loved. I just was, I had nothing. I cried a lot. (laughs) Didn't take much. (laughs) Didn't take much. It was always just under the surface, sitting under the surface of the tears coming out. Oh my God. I cannot tell you how many people are feeling so seen right now as you say that, because the way that I heard it described was like, one little thing would push me over the edge. Like my thing was like the guy that was supposed to clear my the snow from my driveway that ghosted me. It's like that was all yep. it took in the winter twenty twenty one. I was like, what's happening? Do you know what it was for me? Play dates, organizing a play date, trying to find a day a day or time and coordinate play dates. Oh, that. That's actually, I'm like surprised to hear that. I I mean, I was in a new town during a pandemic, so I didn't know anybody. How are you organizing play dates? (laughs) I also didn't know anyone, but like my kids have, they, they have like one friend each, but it would be, can, can they come over for play date next Friday? And then I was like, I don't know what's happening on Friday, right? It was this complete feeling of, I don't have control over anything and I can't, that was the, the one tipping thing. So. I took the summer off, which is really hard to do when you have your own business. I had put an amazing team in place and that did have implications on my earnings, but I had to find that white space again. So I really scaled back over the summer, but it, it didn't help. So in August, I still couldn't find the, the joy or in stuff that I loved, right? Like I was hiking, I was cycling, Mm -hmm. I was playing with the kids. I was baking because like I said, I really love the baking, but I couldn't find the spark. I missed my spark. I couldn't find yeah. my spark. And I'm a very energetic person. And in the end, I went to my doctor and I was, I went to a therapist as well to talk it through and get some support. And in the end, I did go to a doctor and I went on a six month course of some anti-anxieties and that brought me back to myself. So I needed the, the lift. And for somebody who has had challenges before in creating space, I've always managed to do it. And you put so much pressure. I am a doer. I am a problem solver. And I couldn't solve this problem, Kirsty. And let me tell you how disappointed I was in myself for not oh. being able to figure this out. And I would say that to other doers out there who are problem solvers, we're so used to looking after everybody and solving problems is it's okay to need help. And I think 
it took me too long to come to that realization. But I, I was so upset with myself that I couldn't fix this. Going on medication was the best thing that I did because it fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you saw, you did seek out help from a therapist and a yeah. doctor. You did do that. Right? Yes. But you know what it's like. I'm sure where you've got, you think yeah. you can do something. You've always been able to do something and all of a sudden you can't. And that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I completely yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, the, you know what though? I think I'm glad to hear that you found something that did help you bring your back to yourself. And I'm sure now, you know, if somebody hands you another check <laughs> and asks you to build your next big idea, you also may not be able to do any, like you couldn't have done anything different. Like the circumstances weren't stacked in the right way. Again, you know, to make there were, you were just doing the best that you could in that moment with, with what you had. Like you said, you had a lot of mindset training. You knew what you should be doing. I'm sure you were getting up every morning and very diligently writing those goals and all your things. Right. And there was, that's, I think what women need to kind of accept is like, there was nothing that we did wrong. The circumstances were completely unrealistic and, and we, we need to like, make sure we catch our breath and like, and maybe do something different now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always look at things too, as what was the opportunity here? Like, like, what did I get from it? And I would say, first of all, no one's going to understand burnout better or what these women are going through than me. <laughs> you know, there's a lot yeah. on my plate. So I know yeah. what women are going through because I was going through it myself. So having that increased empathy for the women coming through my program, no, your story is not going to be the same as mine. No one's is going to be the same as mine. All, we all have individual journeys and stories, but the feeling of overwhelm, the feeling of burnout, the fern- feeling of not having that clarity. I know this. I know these feelings. So I'm, if not me, then who? And this is what I always come back to is if not me, then who? And I think that it also taught me, because this is also a pattern I do is I, because I love the build, I will go all in on my builds. And what this taught me and what I took away from this is I can't go in all in like that. And I haven't, and we're building two, two new projects, not just one. I've cashed those checks and I keep cat. And I'm not just expecting those checks. I'm expecting checks every day. I'm expecting checks every week now. So I think it gifted me quite a bit out of the opportunity as well in terms of how I work and learning to manage that better because I had to get to rock bottom before I could see clearly that things had to change because I've always managed to bounce back. Okay. Always. I've always bounced back. It's taken some time, but this time I didn't bounce back and having that rock bottom showed me that I needed to do things differently if I wanted different results. So I would say that was a major, major learning for me and a gift. I love that. I love that you took something so beautiful away from it. And I love that the checks keep flowing in and maybe your timelines are a little bit longer now. Oh, no, they're not. My poor team. You're like, but if they close down schools, like there's a clause in the contract, if they close schools, timelines will be reassessed. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the last thing I want to make sure that I talk about with you, because this year, my goal with the podcast is truly to give women permission to change their mind, to do something different, to start prioritizing themselves, just permission. And one of the things that I want to talk about with you is permission Uh to change your mind. And I would love for you to share with everybody a way that you have done that, like, and what you, what the feeling was from allowing yourself to do that. Absolutely. And I would say like giving yourself permission is not locking yourself up 
in chains. Do you know what I mean? Like curiosity is curiosity and that comes with changing your mind. So for the women in there who are listening, for the women who are listening and thinking about what do I want to do next or I've always thought about because when we're talking about permission, we're talking about something we want to do, right? Giving us no matter what it is, whether it's reading your book in the afternoon, whether it is trying a new business or being kind to yourself, it's you want something and there's a block there, right? So, but giving mm-hmm. yourself permission, it's like saying, be curious. You can be curious about anything and curiosity is curiosity. It's not a lifetime commitment and you can want something really bad one day and then not the next day. And that is okay. And that's the beauty of permission is that you can change your mind. And as I mentioned before, I always ask myself, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Because it changes all the time, right? So I have in through the course of my business, I'll give you a couple of examples. I'll give you a personal one and a work one. So I have said to myself, there's been two occasions when I've been running my business where I had to really think about, do I want to run this business? Anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about running this business against the odds. Like, and the odds are, how are you going to make money from it? You don't have a network in Canada. You just got here or employers aren't ready for this or where are you going to find the women? Or like I had, I had it all thrown at me at the beginning and I was so determined and I had such clarity around how I wanted to help professional women and the impact I wanted to have. And that has been my guiding principle since the beginning. Twice I've thought about, do I still want to do this? And both times I've said yes, but I had to think about, you know, I've invested so much time. I've invested so much money. I've invested so much energy, so much love, so much, you know, time away from my kids in building this business. How could I quit? Right. But I gave myself permission to explore it. What if I did? What would that look like? What else could I want? And to really be gentle with myself and give myself grace for if I want to change my mind on this, it is okay. But I gave myself permission to explore, is this still what I want to do? So the first time I actually applied for a job and I got an interview and I got to the final round and I got an offer. And then they asked me what I was going to do with my company because I was very transparent. And I said, thank you so much for the offer, but I'm going to go run it. So this for me was coming back down to what do I want? So I made the decision consciously. I explored other opportunities and I came back to this is what I want. The second time was this summer because I've been running the company and I'm the sole decision maker. So I have an amazing team of four, but at the end of the day, it still all falls on my shoulder. And for any of the other entrepreneurs out there, I hate operations. I actually hate running the company. I love doing the work and leading and being with the community, but the actual running of the company and setting the strategy and doing the finances and creating systems is not my jam. And I think because I didn't have that in place, that is what kind of led to some of the burnout that happened. So I really had to look back on this again, thinking about everything I've been through and all the time and investment I put into this, is this still what I want to do? Do I still want to do this? And I came back to, yes, I do still want to do this. So I looked at how do I do it differently? Because doing what I'm doing is not working like this anymore. It's not working for me. So if I want to get different results, I have to try something different. So both of those times, I had to give myself permission to explore, to explore it. Just open it up. You don't have to commit to it. Open up the possibility of what if. 
So I'd say from a, mm-hmm. a business perspective, giving myself permission there to change my mind, if I wanted to change my mind, was I had to do that in order to make the choices that I made and move forward with information and confidence. Personally, when I first started my own mindset journey, I started seeing Hina Khan, which is who we use. She's a peak performance coach. We use her for the propeller experience as well. She asked me what I wanted. And she, I said, well, I want a happy marriage and I want to have spend time with my kids and I want to grow my career and I think I want to launch a business. And she said, okay, great. But what do you really want? If anything is possible and you could do anything, money's not an issue. Families, what do you want? And I was like, oh, well, that's a dangerous question. She's like, but seriously, what, what do you want? And I said, Hina, I want to travel the world. I said, I want to travel for one month every year, somewhere different. And I want to take my kids with me and I want to go and live in a different culture and experience a different culture and teach them that different is different. It's not better or worse. It's just different. And I want to learn. And this is what I would really love to do. And I want to be able to work while I'm there. And wouldn't that be so fun and exciting? And she's like, okay, wow, great. So that became this big goal I was working towards. And in 20... 20 in January 2020, I did my first excursion. So I did my first one month trip with my kids and we went to New Zealand. So I thought, okay, nice and easy, a country I know. I have experience. I've lived there before. So it's like, okay, I, I know this. I can bring my work. It's, you know, a safe country. I'll go and try it out. And then I got home and I was like, oh, geez, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> Travel for a month <laughs> and work with the kids because it's really hard. And it actually wasn't as easy or as joyful as I thought it would be. It was actually the most amazing trip ever. It was so great. But when I thought of then doing this in countries where I didn't speak the language or where I maybe couldn't access internet so easily or where I wouldn't have access to medical care, then I was like, hmm, I have told everybody that this is my big goal. Everybody, like anyone who would listen, this is kind of what I want to do. And then I was like, oh gosh. And then talking to my husband and I was like, so I guess next year we'll go to Costa Rica for a month. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Is that what you want to do? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I said I wanted to do it. So let's do it. But then I was like, I don't actually want to do it. So I had to to think about, you know, I do want to do it, but I, it's got to be different than what I was saying before. So again, with that permission to change your mind, it is okay to change your mind, right? And say, nope, that's not my aiming point anymore. That is not my aiming point anymore. Now it is still the travel, but I don't think that I want to work. I learned a lot of lessons. I don't think I want to work with that month. I think I just want to enjoy the culture, travel and explore. And I need to work on my Spanish more because it is not very great. So it was definitely a learning experience. And what I would say about this and in your career as well is that we think that, and I say we as in me, that we got our education like in business or we've been building our career or profession in this for so long that this is the only thing we can do because we have put so much time and energy in it. And at one point it was our goal, right? At one point we decided this is what we wanted to do. So we did it. What you do next might not have anything to do with those things. And that is okay too. Everything you've done is for a reason and for a purpose and can be used in some way. My background before I started Talent was not as an entrepreneur. It was not in HR. It was not in recruitment. It was in, I worked for the government in international business development. So nothing to do with what I am doing right now. And again, that comes with, you have a lot of kind of 
limiting beliefs to overcome. I think sometimes when you're making a career transition or pivot that big or a complete right angle, I think as Christy has called it before. So there's some Mm -hmm. mindset challenges with that too, but also that permission to change your mind to say, I may have been working towards this for so long. It's not what I want to do anymore. It is okay to change your mind. And I love seeing women too, as we go through the propeller experience and they come up with one aiming point at the beginning And by the end, their aiming point is quite different. And that Mm. is an evolution, right? It's it's the beauty of getting curious and talking to other people. And there's no commitment in getting curious. It's just asking questions. And I think as you're doing this, for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about getting curious and trying on maybe different careers or different opportunities or entrepreneurship, try it on, right? I tried this travel I tried it. It didn't work how I wanted to do. So I changed it. I changed what I want right now too. So you can do this in your career. You can do this with entrepreneurship. You can go out there and take on a contract and see if you actually like it. You can go out there and talk to different people who are doing a career that you like and see if it's actually something that you want to do. And there is no harm in getting curious and you're always able to change your mind. So you can have 52 informational interviews and then be like, holy God, this is not what I want to do. And that is okay. But guess what? You will have learned a heck of a lot in those few, in those 52 interviews. You would have built your network and there's so much you'll take away from it as well. Oh, yeah. I love that. One of the things I think that was like critical for me in understanding I could change my mind. This is pre pandemic was the book playing big. Oh, I love that book. Right. It's so good. And it talks about like unhooking from recognition and criticism and. There's like all these like sort of baby steps that you need to get to a place where you can really truly, truly change your mind. But I love those examples. I wish you guys could see Jenny's face as she talked about like this goal that I've been telling people for five years needs to change. And I think like that is the ultimate example of changing your mind. For me, like I started entrepreneurship growing one business and then I saw myself really being pulled in a different direction. And so sometimes people will be like, well, but when I, I can't, like when I started following you, you were talking about these things and now you're talking about these things. And even like I'm going through like this moment in time right now where I'm kind of being pulled back to the things I was known for in corporate. Because I see this huge opportunity to make impact, I'm pulled to it because I want to make an impact. And with that comes like decisions about do I do I go corporate again? Do I think about consulting or like taking something short term? And and as an entrepreneur, then it becomes also like scary because you took this leap and did this thing, and now you might go back. <laughs> it's like, and I just keep repeating to myself: you can change your mind. You can always change your mind. It's fine. Hundred percent. You can always change your mind, right? You can always quit your job, right? So I think that you always have choices available to you. Yeah. And if you're listening right now and you don't feel like you've changed your mind on anything, like it may be time to really get real with yourself because so much has changed (laughs) in your lifestyle, in your, in the world and everything that it may be time for you to get real with yourself and have like that moment of like where there might be resistance or wasted energy or something that's contributing to how you're you're feeling that you actually need to like stop stop resisting it and actually just commit to changing your goal or changing your mind. Yeah. And I just want to build on that, Christy, and say, you know, even as you're saying, do I go back to corporate? Do I I'm feeling this pull is again, I would get curious about it and create a little bit of white space and 
and just think, what do I want? So this took me a week to do when I first started out with Hina with a mindset coach is just get a journal and write down what you want. Anytime you think of what do you want, just write it all down and dream and apply a filter of if anything is possible, what do I want? Who do I want to work with? Do I want to work with anyone? Where do I want to work? What do I want to be working on? What kind of impact do I want to have? And start start with pie in the sky dreaming. Connect back in and, and your subconscious is going to come up and it's going to say like, you can't do that because X, Y, Z. And just say, thank you subconscious for trying to keep me safe. I know that's what you're going to do. I know that's what you're trying to do. We will get back to you later. But for now, I'm going to dream and just think big, write it all down. And start there and then start getting curious and having conversations because when you can connect to other people and have these conversations, you can see what they've done and how they've done it. And it's going to spark ideas for you about what's possible for you. So maybe it is you're going back into corporate, but in a way different kind of role that you didn't even think was possible for you. Maybe it's in strategic partnerships, Mm -hmm. right? In managing those, even though you were in HR before, but all this work you've done in running your own business and in entrepreneurship and building relationships and having a podcast has positioned you so well to move into this new path that you never even knew existed. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for anyone Mm -hmm. who's out there thinking, feeling that misalignment or not sure what that, that next step is, that clarity piece is so important. And then we work on the the worthiness piece, but that clarity piece of what is it that I want, spend some time sitting in it and dream. I do it when I'm walking. I just close off the world and and open up my mind and, and find that white space. Mm, that's such great advice. I will share with you guys that when I do do dream like that, I am very well known for having a very good sourdough. Like my starter is just awesome. My sour, like it's meditative, me making bread. And I paint. That is what I do. I am covered in like paint splatters and I, I paint. Love it. Neither of those things I believe people will actually pay me for, but that is what I'm doing. I'm painting and making red. All right. Okay. Thank you so, so, so much for your time and for just everything and the beautiful impact that you're making in the world for women in the workplace. And I hope that you know just like how much of a legacy you're leaving and this beautiful business that just started like, I can't believe six years ago and what you've grown it into. It's beautiful. And I can't wait to see what comes next for it. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And if anybody wants to talk or connect, I'm always open to having discovery calls and hearing your story and journey. So know know that I'm available. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.